the Panhandle News Network. The views and opinions on this station do not necessarily represent the Panhandle News Network, WEPM and WCST, or West Virginia Radio Corporation. Here we go! Welcome to Panhandle Live on WEPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. Panhandle Live is brought to you by Sutton and Janelle Attorneys at Law. Visit their new location at 224 West King Street, Martinsburg, and online at suttonandjanelle.com. Here are your hosts, Jordan Nicewarner and Marsha Kabalik. It's Thursday, September the 16th, and you are tuned in to Panhandle Live, brought to you by Sutton and Janelle, full-service law firms serving West Virginia and Maryland, helping individuals, families, businesses with all of their legal needs, family law, criminal defense, DUI, personal injury, mediation. They provide legal counsel tailored to you. You can visit their new historic location in downtown Martinsburg at 224 West King Street. You can always find them online at suttonandjanelle.com. I'm Jordan Ice Warner. Alongside me is Marsha Kavalik. Marsha, how you doing? I'm good. How are you doing? Oh, I'm doing fine. It's a nice, cool morning, and my yes. goodness, I'm so happy this cool and fall weather is starting to work its way into the area starting to feel like fall like like football weather i love it and i had myself a nice latte this morning and some Uh pumpkin muffins so i am right there into the fall mindset already we'll talk about where all that (laughs) stuff came from because we had a great chamber mixer last night so absolutely but we do have our first guest joining us on the line and she's very busy so won't keep her on uh, hold for too long it's senator shelly moore capito how you doing this morning Good morning, Jordan. Good morning, Marsha. I'm doing great. Thanks. It was nice to see you yesterday. I always think you're the you're the best dressed lady in the Senate. <laughs> Why, thank you. <laughs> that is a compliment. Uh, did you enjoy your visit? We had a great time. I mean, uh, I, I, you know, I hadn't been uh, to the Eastern Panhandle as much as I would have liked, obviously, because of COVID. And we, you know, spent some time with uh, Mayor Knowles and Kevin. He's doing a great job. And then we went over and saw uh, Chief Swartwood over at the fire, de- uh, the new fire department building, which I hadn't gotten to see, and it's something to be proud of. Talked water with Jim Ullett, and then over to uh, the report center, Day Report Center, with uh, Tim Zaya to see the great things they're doing there. So I got a good slice of life for the Panhandle, and then all I heard was uh, very good things because of you know planning and growth and more homes and and it's just uh very uplifting you know when we when we have uh tim saya on we talk a lot about alternate sentencing and the things they do to you know beautify the roads to and to help the inmates to stay out of actual physical jail uh with the overcrowding in the state's jails and the uh the problems that are coming to the surface with um staffing issues Mm -hmm. did you get any insight uh yesterday well, what, what Tim, I think, uh, really, uh, we talked with Alan, the uh, county administrator, talked about uh, the diversion, uh, getting people, if you incarcerate people and they have a drug problem, it's not going to work. Uh, and it's, it's, uh, you're just going to have a repeating cycle. And this, I think, uh, it keep, can keep people working, can keep people uh, in, in treatment. And uh, I think that, you know, he's seeing some success, not a lot of recidivism into back into uh, into the court system, which is always very good. And so, you know, he's working on a whole different levels, both from youth all the way to uh, folks that uh, are in the system. So I, I was very um, interested to see the comprehensive nature of what they do there. And, you know, these solutions are around our state. We have the problem. We know. Let's be part of the solutions. And, and Tim and his, his crew really are. 
You know, as a U.S. senator, you you think about solutions for state and local kinds of issues, but you also have to have your hand in solutions for national and global, uh, you know, issues as well. And of course. Afghanistan has been in the news a lot. Uh, recently, Marco Rubio's plan to designate the Taliban as a terrorist organization. You've come out in support of that. Talk about that a little bit. Well, I think what we saw in August uh, with the uh, exit from Afghanistan was really disheartening to everybody. Uh, uh, honestly, I had an op-ed in the Washington Times this morning talking about how I think President Biden really botched the uh, the exit there. And, and for those who served, and certainly for the 13 who lost their lives and their families and those that were wounded, just really, really um, humiliating for us and weakening, I think, for us as a nation. I mean, we went to Afghanistan to root out who had uh, attacked our nation on uh, 9-11 and also to prevent other attacks and to you know, undo the seeds of terrorism. And I think we were successful there uh, in terms of, you know, over the last 20 years. So I, I think it's been very disheartening and very tough on a lot of people, uh, me included, but a certainly, um, and certainly we need to have accountability. Who made these decisions? Why did we close Bagram? Why did we not have a, a plan to exit there uh, with some dignity? And why did we leave people behind? Who have we left behind? Yeah, do and you have any insight on that? Do you have insight on, you know, yeah. w- what kind of percentage of Americans might be there who, who aren't, um, you know, interested in staying, who, who really do want to get out? Yeah, I mean, I think there's, I mean, the number that the Secretary of State used in his testimony before Congress was 100 or, you know, but I, I would assume there's at least 100. But there are also all these Afghans who helped us with uh, translation or with uh, intelligence that are still there. And we know the Taliban is a terrorist organization. Four of the leaders in the Taliban are uh, former Gitmo prisoners. Uh, you know, they've already made, I think, you know, Marsha, for you and I being women, it's just so disheartening to see what they're already doing to women. They have to go to segregated schools if they can even go, you know, uh, gender segregated. Um, they just uh, are very brutal when it comes to the treatment of women. And, and so uh, I, I just um, I, I really mourn for those uh, for the Afghan women and, and really the Afghans in general, because I don't think um you know, I don't think good things are going to happen there at all. Well, Monday, so yes, I would say at least hundreds and probably, and I know thousands of uh, special immigrants there. Monday morning quarterbacking, of course, is, is I guess a little easier, mm-hmm. but in retrospect, um, you know, we already had a timeline of, of sorts. Right. Um, it, should, should we have left? Can we go back? Should we go back? Um, is this a, is this a security issue for the United States? Because we do, we do know there's armament that we left behind. Right. Well, I think uh, I think the American people are very fatigued with the 20-year engagement in Afghanistan. I, I think uh, when President Trump announced that we were going to fully leave, I, I believe I was one of the ones who said we should leave a residual force in there, at least just for intelligence purposes, uh, at you know at a minimum. I mean, we don't even have a diplomatic presence there anymore. We've given up our embassy, and we gave up our only base there, Bagram, which was an enormous base. I visited there several times. So I don't see us going back in there. The problem is we've lost our on-the-ground intelligence there, and we know between Afghanistan and Pakistan, this is where the seeds of uh, terrorism are, have been allowed to foment. And Osama bin Laden was hiding there for 10 years in Pakistan. So I am concerned about it. 
Senator Shelley Moore Capito joins us this morning. Of course, um, lots of things in the news cycle. Uh, Joint Chiefs Chairman Mark Milley, one of them. Um, do you have an opinion about that? You know, here's my opinion. I don't know about these books that get written and who the secret sources are. So, you know, I have a bit of a skeptic eye on anything that uh, comes out on, on these. But if, in fact, uh, the general made these phone calls, to China to pre-warn them of something. I mean, I have serious questions about that, and that should be part of the official record. We should be able to find that out factually, whereas some of these other rumors about other things, you know, conversations that have occurred or whatever would not. But diplomatic or military conversations at that high level would definitely have a um, a, a record, a, a permanent record. And so we're going to dig to the bottom of this if, if in fact, he did what uh, is rumored to be done? I think we have we have to take some serious looks at this and 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 get get him on the stand to question. He hasn't come to set the Senate yet. He's got to get there. It it would set an interesting precedent for sure. Um, you know, we know wow. when when President Trump took office, the the Alt National Park, for example, uh, service came to be, and, and there were all of these systems in place where, um, you know, there was this. We were just going to wait this out till the Trump administration is done. Well, now there are whispers that maybe President Biden might not be uh, as capable as as had been thought. So, is this a precedent that you know some of his military leaders? might be making these exchanges around the world as well? Well, I think that's a great question. I, I'm very concerned about that. I want to know, and, and uh, you know, you talk about that book that was just that supposedly is not out yet, but but it, it talks supposedly in there, it says that uh, the military leaders and the uh, diplomatic leaders told the president, advised the president not to leave in the fashion that he did and not to set 9-11 as a date of withdrawal. And, uh, you know, I think that's a question. What? Who's? What? Does, why did the president make this decision? Was he? Was he ignoring all of the intelligence, military, and diplomatic advice? And why? And we need to hold him account for that. And if the advice was bad, then heads are going to have to roll here. I mean, that's cruel. But if you're if you have if you're getting bad advice and bad intelligence, I, I think somebody's somebody's got to go. And I do wonder about the president making the decision in this particular case. It's very weak. His explanations are very weak. Our guest this morning, Shelley Moore Capito, Senator Shelley Moore Capito. Uh, before we have to let you go, I, I know that it's very important for you guys to promote the Academy Day events. Uh, so yes. uh, one of those is coming up in the Panhandle, September 25th. Talk about the importance of that. Well, we are really, especially in the Panhandle, we get great uh applications from just incredible students uh, who want to attend either West Point, Air Force Academy, Naval Academy, Coast Guard Academy, which we don't nominate to that one, but we also nominate to Merchant Marine. And so we're going to be at Jefferson High School on Saturday, September the 25th from 2 to 4. And what we do is have presenters and parents a lot of times. Sometimes we get students from uh, all of the academies. We have a lot that come from uh, Jefferson and Berkeley County. And we would love to have, you can't be too young if you're interested in your eighth and ninth grade, come and learn. And uh, and so uh, I, I'm not sure that I will be able to be there, but we'll have great staff there, a great presentation on Saturday, September the 25th at Jefferson High from 2 to 4. Oh, well, while we're talking about youth and, and folks uh, coming up the ranks, uh, occasionally folks uh, are able to intern with you and your office. How do they go about doing that if someone's listening and they have a, a student uh, coming up in high school 
or college? Yeah, we love uh, we love having our interns. Uh, we have it. We have them in Washington. If if you need to stay in the Panhandle, occasionally we'll have one uh, with Chris Strobel in our in our district office. Uh, and what you, what I would recommend is you get on uh, www.capito.senate.gov. Get on my website, and uh, you'll see a slot there for internships. We usually uh, take college students or maybe graduate students, uh, and uh, they are paid. And uh, we always we do it year round. Of course, in the summer we have more, and we rotate them in and out. It's a great way to see DC, to see there's lots of young people and lots of interested young people. It will renew their faith if they've lost it in our government. I think because it's very exciting. Again. Well, Again, U.S. Senator Shelley Moore Capito joining us here on Panhandle Live. Thanks for taking a little bit of time out of your busy morning to uh, chat with us, and I'm glad you were able to spend a little time with the Panhandle yesterday. Well, I'll be back, and thanks for being so welcoming, and uh, keep up the good work. However, we get the po- point of me being there is how can I help, and I've got, I have my to-do list now. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Well, thanks for joining us this morning. Okay. Thank Take care. You. Absolutely. Bye-bye. Stick around for more here on Panhandle Live on WPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. Welcome back to Panhandle Live. Here are your hosts, Jordan Nicewarner and Marsha Kabalik. Welcome back to Panhandle Live, brought to you by Sutton & Janelle, full-service law firm serving West Virginia and Maryland. You can visit our new historic location in downtown Martinsburg at 224 West King Street. You can always find them online at suttonandjanelle.com. I'm Jordan Nicewarner. Alongside me is Marsh Kabalik. If you missed it before the break, we had U.S. Senator Shelley Moore Capito on to talk about her visit here to the Panhandle and uh, pretty much everything else revolving around uh, world events and local events. Uh, very interesting conversations. Go back and listen to that a little bit later on today over on our Panhandle Live Facebook page. But it did seem like she had a good time here uh, mm-hmm. in the Panhandle yesterday, judging by her Twitter. Right. I, I can't imagine having that kind of job where you're sitting in hearings sometimes and then other times you're just going to little... Think of all the different municipalities in the state that are in her district. I know. I feel like it'd be... Visiting. Such a uh, like extremes of pressure. Mm-hmm. You have like the world pressure on you when you're in those big meetings, right. and you have the local, your constituent pressure because right. maybe you haven't been there in a long time, or you know they, people think that they haven't been listened to or heard, and they wander up to you on the street or something. Not that that yeah. happened necessarily, but yeah, well. I don't think you can necessarily wander up to uh, Shelley Moore Capito of all people. She had a lot of people, I guarantee, you know, in her group with her. Not necessarily bodyguards, but she had a good group of people that were, you know, there setting things up and recording oh, yeah. the conversations and and all that. So I got to see Chris Strovel briefly. You know, mm-hmm. he used to be our news director here. Yeah, yeah, and he was a he was a jock back in the day. Oh, is that right? Yes, he was. Wow, just spin him over in Charlestown, and um, it's now ninety eight three. I can't remember the ex. I can't remember the. the I'm not sure either. Anyway, but, but yeah, but that was a. Uh, it was neat to talk to Senator Shelley Moore Capito. Like I said, you can listen back to that a little bit later on today. But as I'm sure uh, most of you, the listeners to Panhandle Live, know that we broadcast Berkeley Springs High School football on one of our sister stations, uh, 92.9 WXDC. And I was able to talk with uh, Coach Terry Ray yesterday about uh, last week's home opener win against um, Braxton County, and looking forward to a big matchup this Friday uh, out in Fort Ashby, West Virginia, against Frankfurt High School. So. Here is a little bit of, uh, well, here's the whole conversation with myself and Berkeley Springs head football coach, Terry Ray. I'm joined by Berkeley Springs head football coach, Terry Ray. Coach, how you doing? Good. How about yourself? Oh, I'm doing just fine. So before we get into the specifics looking forward uh, to this week, I want to look back to last week. It was an impressive big home opener win against Braxton County. The final score 
was 48 to 20. Uh, some of the highlights uh, from our side of things were Gavin Barkley, I mean, 15 for 23 uh, in the air, 277 yards uh, passing, four touchdowns. Sean Lord, who's been a uh, huge impact after missing the first game, uh, 27 carries, 315 yards. And then Gavin Young uh, receiving three of those touchdowns for 91 yards. So with all that in mind, and of course, you probably know all that before I told you, uh, what are some of your thoughts, you know, looking back at last week? There had to have been a lot of good things uh, from the coaching staff side that you saw. Uh, we saw a lot of good stuff from our kids. Uh, uh, we we saw a lot of bad stuff, too, in the first half. We had some stupid penalties, some turnovers that we had to fix. We went in at halftime, made adjustments, and our kids responded to the adjustments and worked out well. Gavin's just getting better each week. Uh, he's getting used to sitting in the pocket and extending plays and reading the progressions and getting the balls out to uh, Sean and Antonio and Chance Swink, and uh, he's doing really well with it. Uh, Evan missed the first game of the season. Uh, he had a knee issue. We got to go on him for Kaiser, and our, our run game, this has totally taken off in the last two weeks. Uh, Sean Lord has really stepped up. Uh, he's having a heck of a season right now, offensively and defensively. Um, other than that, we're happy with the outcome of Braxton County. We, we had some mistakes. Uh, our defense actually stepped up and played really well because we, we were a little bit of a Swiss cheese type deal there for the first couple weeks. But the defense stepped up, made stops, and the offense uh, – capitalized off all the turnovers we got in the second half, and we were happy with the result. Yeah, one of the things, other than, you know, the big playmakers on the offensive and defensive side of the ball, uh, the big bright spots for me being able to watch all these games is the offensive and defensive line. Specifically last week, uh, the defensive line uh, was, you know, getting so much pressure into the Braxton County backfield where they were trying to run the ball so much out of that shotgun uh, kind of twins setup. Is that something you've been working on a lot, you know, in the offseason and into this early season is trying to get your uh, offensive and defensive line, you know, active and aggressive in the trench? Yes, we're, we work aggression. I talk aggression. Uh, we returned two starters from last year from our defensive line with uh, Hunter Ambrose and uh, Aaron Armitrout. And then this year we had the two transfers, Brady Wilt and uh, Mario Cook, that came in, and they're learning the defense, and each week they're getting better. Uh, we've gotten better the last two weeks of using our hands and getting off and sitting at heels depth, uh, where in the first week we were having a little bit of issues with it, but... Uh, we're always preaching aggression. We swarm to the ball. We want to sit in the backfield. Now let's look forward towards Frankfurt. This is a big game. It's a rivalry game uh, from the Berkeley Springs side of things. Frankfurt, they like to uh, think they're a little better than a lot of other schools. I have some experience <laughs> with them, so I say that not in a derogatory way. But it's a big game nonetheless. I mean, they're ranked fifth in the Metro News Power Rankings, and they're 3-0. and uh, Their last win was over Washington, 21 to nothing. Uh, and if you look back even further from Berkeley Springs side to the Kaiser game, uh, really it was a good defensive game, all things considered, except the big play was what kind of burnt you in the end. Is that one thing you're looking at going into Frankfurt? Are there certain schemes you're looking for from uh, the offensive side of things for uh, the Falcons? Well, anytime you play a Coach Whiteman's Frankfurt football team, you know you're playing an offense that's disciplined. They run that wing, uh, wing T style offense, which they're very good at, and you can tell they repped it a ton, and they're really well coached with it fundamentally. Uh, in that Kaiser game, we gave up some big plays here and there. We just got to take our time and slow play some stuff and not run by a lot of stuff this week. Uh, Frankfurt's got three really good backs, and they have a, two quarterbacks that I've seen in, in film that are real shifty and can move around. They do really good at what they do in that wing tee at Frankfurt. 
So what has been the coaching, the Berkeley Springs coaching staff focal points here going into this Frankfurt game? Has it been the defense, making sure you know you don't give up that big play? Has it been discipline-wise, or has it just been we kind of working be everything? We want to be physical, and we, we want to try to win at the line of scrimmage. Uh, we have to be physical. Frankfurt's physical football team, and we can't sit back on our heels. Uh, we got to take away the big play. They, they run some draws and some screens that we've struggled with a little bit this year, and we're going to have to sit on it and see it. Well, in this young season, Coach, I've seen a lot of promising things from your Berkeley Spring squad. Uh, you know you know how a season goes, especially in high school, especially after a year like last year where uh, you really didn't have you know a full, real season. Uh, so it takes a little time to get the train rolling, but it seems like it's starting to roll in the right direction, and I'm looking forward to it. I, we hope to keep the train rolling in that direction and get better each week. That's our, that's our plan each week, get better. want to know each week. Awesome. Well, I appreciate it, Coach. I appreciate it. Thank you. That was head football coach for Berkeley Springs coach uh, Terry Ray talking about uh, last week against Braxton County, the big 40-20 or 48-20 win over Braxton County in the home opener, and then the uh, kind of an overview of what to expect this coming Friday as they travel out to Fort Ashby, West Virginia to take on the Frankfurt Falcons, who are ranked fifth in the Metro News polls uh, for 2A right now. Was that hard to say, the Frankfurt Falcons? It is tough to say. I think you probably hear it in there. I said, like, Frankfurt Falcons. Falcons. <laughs> and how can folks, if they can't get to the game, hear, hear it? Yeah, you can uh, tune in. Uh, pre-game starts, uh, games at 7. Pre-game starts around 645, 640-ish uh, over on 92.9 WXDC and on the 92.9 WXDC app. So go ahead and download that uh, if you want to tune into some Berkeley Springs games. They're fun. Uh, the kids are playing hard. They're playing tough. Uh, it's always a weird, you know, start to the season, mm-hmm. especially after last year uh, with all the uncertainty around last year. But, um, yeah, it should be a good game next week. It'll be a big test for uh, the Berkeley Springs Indians. But, yeah, that'll be on 92.9 WXDC tomorrow night. And stick around. We have more here on Panhandle Live on WEPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. Welcome back to Panhandle Live. Here are your hosts, Jordan Warner and Marsha Kavalik. Welcome back to Panhandle Live, brought to you by Sutton and Janelle, full-service law firm serving West Virginia and Maryland. You can visit their new historic location in downtown Martinsburg at 224 West King Street. You can always find them online at suttonandjanelle.com. I'm Jordan Warner. Alongside me is Marsh Kavalik. If you missed any of the show so far, you can always listen back to it over on our Panhandle Live Facebook page. At the beginning of the show, we had U.S. Senator Shelley Moore Capito on to talk about her visit here to the Panhandle. And then uh, before the last break, we had an interview with Berkeley Springs head football coach Terry Ray talk about the Braxton County win last week and looking forward to the Frankfurt game uh, coming up this Friday. So if you missed any of that, you can always listen back to it a little bit later on. But joining us now on the line is Dana DeJarnet, uh, Health Promotions Coordinator, WVU Medicine, Berkeley Medical Center, and Jefferson Medical Center. How are you doing this morning? Great. How are you all doing? We're good. You've had a busy week because we saw you last night at the Chamber Mixer, and then you also participated in the Day of Caring as well. Yes. Yep. It's been a good week (laughs) have you recovered from your volunteer work um i think so yes (laughs) the best thing is that you get that good feeling of the good work that was done so absolutely you you do kind of get like a little buzz after doing something like that yep yep (laughs) that's so cool well um thanks for being on with us and uh you guys are are quite busy uh trying to keep the community healthy a big event that you've got coming up um actually the, the i think the registration date is coming up really soon the community wellness screening. Yes, this is something that we've done for several years in conjunction with the Martinsburg Rotary. Um, and it is a fundraiser for the Rotary, but it's also a way for people to get discounted blood work 
um, especially this is really good for people who might have a high deductible plan or their insurance doesn't cover um, some of the blood work that they can get done. So it's a good opportunity to have that done. Deadline really is by tomorrow, but we can, you know, give it a day or two for people since they're just finding out about it. But the screening is actually next Saturday um, from 6 to 10 in the morning. So it, it's a screening. It's Saturday morning. And um, I'm, so appointments, you guys will make appointments. Right. Yep. And what we do is let you choose kind of the hour you want to come within and then we give you an appointment. And it's usually no problem to get the appointment that, you know, time that you're requesting. So uh, what can folks expect? Because uh, is this, you know, a broad screen or are they looking for particular testing testing opportunities? Um, Yeah. So it includes um, the main screen that we've always done is the CBC and lipid profile, so getting your glucose, your um, cholesterol, breakdown of your cholesterol, too, with your HDL, LDL, triglycerides, you know, the good and bad and all that kind of stuff. Um, So that one is $40, and then we've always included the uh, PSA test for men, and that's an extra $35, but then in the last, well, I guess we didn't do it last year because of COVID, but the year before last, we added some additional screenings, vitamin D, HbA1c, which is an average blood sugar level um, test, uh, thyroid, and then we also offer the Fit Kits, which is an at-home colorectal screening kit um, that they can take with them and then do that testing and send it in. And again, this is the 35th Community Wellness Screening happening uh, September 25th, 6 to 10 a.m. at the Dorch McCormick Center at 2000 Foundation Way. Uh, And that's the only place that this is happening, right? Right, yep. Perfect. And again, we're talking with uh, Dana Dijarnet. Um. So when when people are getting these screenings done, what can they indicate? Like, what are, what are they looking for, or what can the results indicate that someone might be struggling with and not really know about? Um, it's kind of different things because your cholesterol um, is going to be some an indication of maybe heart disease. Um, for PSA, that's the prostate test for men. Um, the HbA1c is a great test if you're just wanted to know what your blood sugar levels are like because it tells you your average over like the last two or three months, um, which is better than just getting one fasting glucose test um, or your blood sugar test. So this is going to tell you over a period of time what your average blood sugar is. Um, so people who are diabetic, they'll know if they are um, managing that well, or people who are not or diabetic or don't know they're diabetic can, you know, use this test to determine how they're doing with that. And then you've got your thyroid, and then the the um, colorectal. And um, and people don't have cancer. people don't have to have insurance to take part in this. It's just a, a you no, pay as just, you go. Yeah, this is all self pay. Um, so we don't bill insurance on this, um, and um, so people just pay up front for this, and then they can have that done. If they get reimbursed from their insurance, they could possibly do that. Um, but the beauty of this is, like I said, for people who might have a high deductible plan, you know, this kind of testing would cost a lot more if you did it, and you know, on the regular, going the regular way, I guess you'd say. <laughs> Now, one of the things that got pretty popular during the pandemic, and I think it might is going to stick for a while now, are these virtual uh, 5Ks. Now, I see that you have the virtual Apple Trample 5K coming up. Yep. Well, uh, we did that last year for the first time to be able to keep this tradition alive. Um, and since the Apple Harvest is kind of limited this year and they're not doing the parade, which might have been a good choice because we didn't know what COVID was going to be like this fall. Mm-hmm. Um so since there's no parade, that means the streets aren't blocked off and we can't do the um, normal 5K that we would do right before the parade. 
So it's virtual again this year, and people can then choose when and where they want to do it over that same four-day period of time, which would normally be the Apple Harvest Festival, um, and then they turn it in, um, and it's free. Um, if they'd like a T-shirt, we do have that ability so that you can add to your collection of your Apple Trample T-shirts. Um, so that's something, if you want that, you can add that on. But otherwise, you can just do this virtual race for free so you can keep your streak going. So what, what's, your, uh, what's been the, the participation uh, of this since it had to go virtual last year? Are people still you know, invested in it? Yeah, I think so. We had about 200 last year um, do it virtually. We actually had 120 people purchase the shirt, so obviously that had a lot of meaning to some people. Um, so, yeah, they're they're participating. Um, you know, I think people have gotten used to that in the last year because a lot of, you know, races that they normally did were virtual this past year, and a lot more were added um, that were never even done before. So it's something that's, you know, become uh, commonplace now to do. Yeah, and those virtual 5Ks are a lot more, um, I guess, welcoming is not the correct word, but they're welcoming to more people because you don't have the pressure of being, you know, in a big start line with a bunch of people and having, mm-hmm. you know, to feel like you have to be the fittest person in the world uh, to run those things. You can just kind of do it at your own pace, which I think a lot of people uh, like, and that's why a lot of these virtual 5Ks are still going on. And they're a little easier from an organizing standpoint, too, I would imagine. Yeah, and I think the, the key to it is it keeps people going and keeps them motivated. Some people need that. Um, Like, why am I continuing to run? I need a race to have as a goal. So, you know, this gives them something to work towards. So um, in in your, um, you know, day job, health promotions coordinator, uh, are you seeing, you know, is the hospital system doing more to kind of help folks who have been cloistered away for the better part of a year and maybe scared to go to their gym um, in finding alternative ways to stay healthy and get outdoors? Yeah, we're trying to do as much as we can to promote that, um, you know, in a safe way. You know, we are continuing with um, the Walk with Ease program, which we started that up last week in both Berkeley and Jefferson County. Um, that's outdoors, so people, you know, can, can social distance and be outdoors and don't have to worry about wearing a mask. You know, we're doing as much as we can in creative ways to encourage people to still be active. Anything else you want to let the listener know about? Um, the other program we have is, um, the self-management programs. They're, they're called chronic disease and chronic pain self-management. Um, they're six week workshops and we are actually offering those virtually, um, since we're not doing much in person still. Uh, we have one coming up next week, um, on chronic conditions or chronic disease self-management. Um, so they can just contact me to sign up for that. And then we will be offering the chronic pain workshops also um this fall again we're speaking with dana djarnett health promotions coordinator wvu medicine berkeley medical center and jefferson medical center thanks for taking a little time to uh, chat with us this morning thank you very much for having me on take care absolutely stick around for more here on panhandle live on wpm and wcst the panhandle news network taking local stories and sharing them with the four state this is panhandle live with hosts Jordan Nice Warner and Marsha Kavalik.
Welcome back to Panhandle Live, brought to you by Sutton and Janelle, full-service law firm serving West Virginia and Maryland, helping individuals, families, businesses with all of their legal needs, family law, criminal defense, DUI, personal injury, mediation. They provide legal counsel tailored to you. You can visit their new historic location, downtown Martinsburg at 224 West King Street. You can always find them online at suttonandjanelle.com. I'm Jordan Warner. Alongside me is Marsha Kavalik. If you missed any of the show, you can always listen back to it a little bit later on today. At the beginning, we had U.S. Senator Shelley Moore Capito on. Then we uh, played the interview that I had with head football coach at Berkeley Springs, Coach Terry Ray, uh, talking about Braxton County win last week and looking forward to Frankfurt this week. And before the last break, we had Dana Dijarnet, said her name right that time, first try, uh, for the Health Promotions Coordinator, WVU Medicine, Berkeley Medical Center, and Jefferson Medical Center, all to talk about their 35th community wellness screening uh, that's going to be happening Saturday, September 25th from 6 to 10 a.m. at the Dorothy McCormick Center at 2000 Foundation Way. You don't need insurance for this uh, wellness screening. It's pay-as-you-go, and yeah, if you missed any of that, it's going to be on our Facebook page a little bit later on today. So, uh, you know, middle of last month, uh, Magistrate Daryl Scholl came to us and was um, telling us, you know, that there's an issue with staffing at the at the Eastern Regional Jail. And, um, you know, we ran that story mm-hmm. and uh, he, he was very appreciative, said a lot of ears got on it. And, um, and, and it came up again, legislative session. They were talking about not only our jail, but the Potomac Highlands. And um, when I talked to Senator Capito about it yesterday during her visit, she said, you know, staffing across the board is an issue you know it's mm-hmm. hard to to fill some of these positions of course some of these are more you know uh, conspicuously important than others as far as public safety um and we got a, a letter from someone who is an inmate yeah um kind of she wants to, or they want to remain anonymous uh and it's kind of uh Eye-opening. Yeah, it's eye-opening describing the conditions inside uh, the Eastern Regional Jail from their point of view and um yeah, it definitely seems like it's not the most ideal place to be. So it in, interesting, and I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not throwing the ERJ staff under the bus here. As a matter of fact, when Daryl Scholl um, was on with us, he said, "Look, you know, I acknowledge that you know some of these people will get their trays in their in their cells, and there's not enough staff to move them out in a in a, a timely manner. So some of these issues, and and a lot of the issues that this letter brought up." you know, we're, you could directly tie them to the fact that there aren't enough folks being, you know, working staffed right. at the, at the ERJ. And it's, it's not the fault of the people who are showing up. Mm-mm. No. And then you just got to try and figure out what needs to be done to get the numbers up. I mean, I, the obvious answer is to pay people more because mm-hmm. that's, what's drawing them out of state to Maryland and Virginia and different right. places like that. But yeah, judging off of reading that letter this morning, it definitely seems like something needs to happen pretty soon. Right. Absolutely. So, um, you know, I know Senator Capito is aware of it. She, you know, was here mm-hmm. talking to folks in alternative sentencing with Tim Saya and, and all of that. So a lo- lot of different approaches to this. Hopefully they'll be able to resolve this and, and some of the conditions will get better, not only for the, the inmates, of course, but yeah. for the employees. Yeah, it's all about keeping everybody safe, not just the, you know, uh, corrections officers, but the inmates themselves. I mean, mm-hmm. you don't want uh, I mean, yes, it is prison or right. jail, but you don't want, you know, inhumane living conditions. I mean, they're still people, you know, right. so uh, you want to keep everybody as safe and healthy as possible. And whatever it needs, whatever the answer is to that, I don't know. But I guess people are working on it that have a little bit better idea than I do. Right. 
Uh, switching uh, tones, though, we had our chamber, uh, Berkeley mixer. County chamber mixer here last, chamber of commerce mixer here last night. I got it in just before that torrential downpour started. Got every, all the important stuff out mm-hmm. of the way. Uh, but that was your first chamber mixer, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, that was really cool. Yeah, I've been to uh, far too many, I think, chamber <laughs> mixers in the day. But yeah, they're always a good time. We had great food, too. Mm-hmm. It was um, oh, TJ's. TJ's Pit Stop. Yeah, down uh, Charlestown Way. Um, and it was delicious. The club sandwich was so good. And uh, coffee. Coffee from, the from Daily, Grind. Daily Grind. Absolutely, which I'm still drinking some right now. Mm-hmm. Shout yeah, out I have Daily some Grind. Too. Yeah, and it was nice. It was nice. Yeah, I'm glad and it wasn't too hot and the rain stayed away for, I guess, most of it. Saw a lot of familiar faces and met some new folks that I didn't know. So, and uh, we were able to tell them about our product and what we do here. And, and, and some of them were like, oh, yeah, I listen. Isn't that so, cool? Yeah, that's cool when you so run into cool. people that uh, listen all the time. Mm-hmm. I guess not necessarily all the time, but uh, but they're familiar with your product and they you know know what you did. It always feels good. Yeah, absolutely. But um, what do you think? All in all, your first chamber mixer. Would you go to another one? Yeah, of course. And yeah. and you know it it helped that it was here that's and true. and we were all helping, so we kind of had home home court. Yeah, and it was a nice picnic outside. Mm-hmm. You know, perfect, perfect weather for it, at least I thought. And everybody uh, was amazed that I wasn't wearing, you know, jeans and a black T-shirt. Yeah, good job on that. Yeah, I know. I walked in and everybody looked at me like <laughs> I was an alien. You had a button down on. I know. I'm like, hey, this is what I look like in the wild. You guys just don't see me anywhere <laughs> other than my little uh, fish bowl here in the in the uh, station. You could have shown up in your bike kit. I should have. Could you imagine? I thought about riding my bike up, but I was like, yeah, probably. I shouldn't do that with all the local business. Your people. bike gear on, and then like a, a button up <laughs> over it to dress it up. I could have done that. Could have done that, or just have all the like the, the spandex stuff uh-huh. on, and just kept my helmet on too the whole time, buckled. <laughs> that would have been qu- clopping around everywhere. Quite that you would have aerated the line, the lawn, <laughs> right? With your if that's what you want to call it. Yeah, if that's what you want to call it. But yeah, if you missed any of our show today, you can always <laughs> listen back to it uh, a little bit later on. To recap one more time, we had U.S. Senator Shelley Moore Capito on. Also uh, had our interview with uh, Coach Terry Ray, head coach for Berkeley Springs football, talking about Braxton County and then looking forward to uh, Frankfurt. And then mm-hmm. uh, before That's on the last Friday, break, right? That is on Friday. And then the last break, we had Dana Desjarnet on. I wish I could have said her name that well when she was on the phone with us. Uh, Health Promotions Coordinator with WVU Medicine, Berkeley Medical Center, and Jefferson Medical Center. Now, uh, real quick, talking about uh, football locally, a big win last weekend for Jefferson beating Musselman, which is something that uh, wow. a lot of people were very surprised about, myself included. Jefferson uh, ended up getting into the top, uh, the AAA rankings because of that. Wow. Yeah. That is surprising. Not the top top, but into the top 10. Wow. Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah, absolutely. Just want to bring that up because people are still talking about it uh, yesterday. Of course they are. Yeah. So uh, another note on Saturday, the Morgan County Vietnam Veterans uh, Memorial, they're having their dedication. So look for that. If um, if you've been looking forward to that, that's happening on Saturday. Cool. Well, we got uh, just a few seconds left here. Uh, you got anything cool going on today? I am so tired. I'm making an appointment with a nap. Oof. Today is a perfect Good day. Sleeping day. Today's a perfect day for a nap. It's a little 100%. rainy out. It's a little steamy, a little foggy. Keep the windows shut. Yesterday Turn was such a AC long day on a little bit. Yesterday was a long day. Goodness. <laughs> but anyways, for Marsha Kavalik, I'm Jordan Icewarner. It's been Panhandle Live. Uh, again, you can listen back to our show a little bit later on today over on our Facebook page. Uh, have a good day. Uh, stay dry out there, and we'll talk to you tomorrow. in your eyes.
WEPM Martinsburg and WCST Berkeley Springs. This is the Panhandle News Network, a West Virginia Radio Corporation station.